Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM2. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a supporter of gun control. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. First, a trigger warning though. We're going to be discussing the Pulse nightclub shooting, which involves gun violence, homophobia, and racism. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. On this day in 2016, a mass shooting at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida, killed 49 people. 53 more people were wounded, most of whom were Latino or LGBTQ, as it was Latin night at the gay club. This was the deadliest attack on LGBTQ people that has ever occurred in the United States and the worst terrorist attack since 9-11. Mass shootings are all too common in the U.S., and we need tighter gun control now. In our April 20th episode about the Columbine shooting, we talked about how much more prevalent mass shootings are in the U.S. than anywhere else. Just this year, in 2021 so far, more than 15,000 people have died in the U.S. due to gun-related violence. The rampant gun violence in our country is so horrific that when 10 people were shot in a Colorado supermarket in March, the White House didn't need to lower its flags again. The flags were already lowered to pay tribute to the victims of a mass shooting in Atlanta that happened less than a week before. But for queer people and Latino people, the shooting at Pulse nightclub was especially personal. In the midst of Pride Month, a time of celebration for the LGBTQ community, we were thrown into a time of mourning. Gay bars like Pulse aren't just about partying. Many queer bars serve as gathering spaces by day for educational events, community outreach projects, drag shows, and more. These explicitly queer spaces are vital. Sometimes it's only in places like Pulse that members of the queer community feel like they can truly be themselves. But on that early morning, on Sunday, June 12th, 2016, that safety was violated in the worst way possible. The shooting was racially motivated too. 90% of the shooting victims were Hispanic, and half of them were of Puerto Rican descent. In addition to the 49 people killed, there were over 300 people also in the club. One of the security guards, a Marine veteran, acted quickly, unlocking a side door to help around 70 people flee, but many of the clubgoers were stuck, and the shooter had taken hostages, negotiating with the police about their fate. It was hours before the area was cleared. Even for those who survived the night, the psychological effects might stay with them for the rest of their lives. So in the aftermath of the tragedy, the LGBTQ and Latino communities work together to support the people affected. Equality Florida, Florida's largest LGBTQ rights group, raised over $7.85 million on GoFundMe to support the victims and their families. With so many injured, a local blood donation agency encouraged people to help by making a blood donation, which would help shooting victims who lost large amounts of blood during the attack. But the Food and Drug Administration still upholds a federal policy that men can't donate blood within a year of having sex with another man. This policy is outdated, stemming from hysteria during the HIV-AIDS crisis. HIV spreads through blood transmission, but if a gay man is not HIV positive, there's no reason why his blood shouldn't be eligible for donation. 
For local queer people who wanted to help victims by donating blood, this policy added salt to the wound, reminding us of how deeply ingrained homophobia is in our legal and health systems. Now, the Pulse nightclub owner and the city of Orlando are both working to turn the site of the attack into a memorial, including a large garden with 49 trees honoring the victims. The memorial is slated to open in 2022. To get involved with the fight for LGBTQ rights and acceptance, check out organizations like the Trevor Project, the Ally Coalition, the Human Rights Campaign, Trans Lifeline, and more. You can also search for organizations working directly in your community to help the people closest to you. Now, let's talk about music. On this day in 2009, the Beastie Boys played their final show together, headlining the Bonnaroo Festival in Tennessee. Since they started the hip-hop group in New York City in 1981, the band has sold over 20 million records in the U.S., including seven platinum albums. Unfortunately, though, Beastie Boys rapper Adam MCA, Yoke, was diagnosed with salivary gland cancer later that year. No one knew that the Beastie Boys would never perform live again together, until three years later when Yoke passed away in 2012 at just 47 years old. The two surviving members, Mike D and Ad Rock, chose not to make new music under the Beastie Boys name as a tribute to their late bandmate. And now for the final segment of today's show, I am going to be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a June 12th in my life. On June 12th, 2018, I have a photo here of me holding my electric guitar that my dad gifted me very graciously. It's a, like, I don't even know how to, like, really deep blue Stratocaster, Fender Stratocaster. It's one of my favorite instruments that I've gotten to play in my life. Um, And I was standing in the guest room of my parents' house in Oakland, California with a microphone. I was recording some sort of thing. And I thought it looked really funny. But the reason I point this out was because I was in the process of moving a lot of musical equipment down into that room because that's where I recorded my first EP, Um, Plum Blossom, which is so exciting. And I have very fond memories of being in that room. I Twitch stream from that room when I'm in California. I recorded an EP in there. I wrote a lot of music. And now my mom uses it as a work office for, you know, being at home during a pandemic and not being able to go to campus to like do her job or my dad will will exercise down there. It's a multi-purpose room for most of the family now that I've moved out. (laughs) Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM2 every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365